10 years, three boys, one question, are we friends? Hello, and welcome to the podcast, the name and totally innocuous and uninsidious purpose of which is to answer the question, are we friends? I'll be your co-host, Taylor. How can I help you today? I will be also your co-co-host, Brian. How may I help you today? I'm just Jorge. I'm not here to help you with anything. (laughs) Thank you for pressing one. Our information center would like to tell you that this is the show where three boys who've known each other for 10 years go through their interests one at a time to see if they are still friends or if it's just inertia. For more information, please press two. Can you make that your um, voicemail? Sometimes I would I would call you incessantly and have you not have like not answer just so I could hear that over and over again. People are very actually polarized about my voicemail because I've had the same one since I was 14. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, that's right. My, my my voicemail is a poem uh, of my 14 year old self, like just saying my phone number out loud and then making a rhyming couplet. Is there any it? way we can upload that to this episode? <laughs> we'll, we'll look into that for you. We'll, we'll maybe have a link or something somewhere. We'll figure it out. Or we'll just Actually, give you Taylor's uh, private no, number. because that's, yeah, so like, that's my <laughs> private phone number. Thank you no, very much. we'll have it just... I'm okay. We'll just beep, like a we'll sound beep the first yeah. two numbers, and you'll be fine. <laughs> okay. Well, speaking of having one's number, Brian, what are we well, talking about today? Yeah, Brian, what are we talking about? Yeah, me, Jorge, what am I talking about what are we about talking today? about today? Because I'm a little, I'm a little off. Poop. Okay. So today we're going to be talking about mainly cults, maybe some secret society stuff. Um, the uh, yes, the the thing I want to start out with to just get it out of the way. <laughs> we're going to be making a lot of jokes throughout this as we usually do. They're going to be at the expense yep. of cults. We're yep. mostly going to be just talking about fictional cults because I very yeah. I feel very strongly about how actually horrific real cults are. Wait, it wait, is wait. a lot easier to make jokes about fake insane people doing insane things than it is real insane people doing insane things. I entirely misunderstood the homework then because I have so much information on real no, cults right I, now. I could living. not have been more clear. With, he was yeah. really clear. He recommended three movies that are very fictional well, I the for movies. us. Like, yeah, but they're all, yeah, they're all fake town. Okay, yeah. well, there's there's... They all live in fake town, not... I think well, we need okay. a little bit more practice before we tackle such sensitive subjects, personally. I think we need to be funnier if we're yes. going to tackle such subjects, <laughs> really. Okay, well, I, I frankly, like, what, what, I, what I have here is just literal descriptions of some of these groups. So, I, uh, what I was going to do is I do think it's important to know about it, and yeah, they've definitely. done really awful stuff, and if you want to look further into it, I'm just going to give you some of the big ones so you can, so you you, can do your own research. If you want to look into it, there are probably eight to ten various streaming documentary series on them, you will be able to I, find this information. But I would not always trust documentaries because sometimes they have a habit of glorifying some of these Certainly things. not. Um, but 1978, we have the People's Temple, which Jim of course Jones. ends in the Jonestown incident, as I call it. Uh, well, 1978 is when that, that happens. Uh, mass It was going murders, on before that, but then it culminated suicide. in. Yeah. Yes. yes. We have the Manson family. Murdered five people Ugh. in 1969, including Sharon Tate, who is the wife of Roman Polanski, which kind of threads in our last episode to this one. 
Yeah. We have we uh, talked about Rowan Polanski maybe a little too much on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, he's becoming a common common thread. It's been one episode, but okay, yes, it might be too much. Anyway. Uh, we Hello, have... these are our co-hosts, Taylor, Brian, Jorge. This is Rowan Polanski. No, don't do that. <laughs> okay. Uh, We're not in Europe. Am Shinrikyo, which was responsible for the Tokyo subway sarin attacks in 1995. Holy shit. The Branch Davidians, who had the 1993 mm-hmm. Waco siege. Yep. Uh, yep. Heaven's oh. Gate, which had a mass suicide in 1997. And yep. probably one of the lesser knowns, but like really crazy ones, is the Order of the Solar Temple that had a series of murders and mass suicides from 1994 to 1995. Five in like France, Switzerland, and Canada. I just, if I could pepper, uh, just to make use of the stuff that I looked up, just a couple of other ones for people who are interested. Sure. Um, the Sullivan Institute, started by Saul B. Newman in 1957, um, it was a polyamorous, um, like therapeutic group which broke all rules of ethics. Um, and why was it called the Sullivan Institute? Not quite sure because Saul B. Newman's Newton started. Yeah, that aggressively um, annoys me. So his wife is a doctor, and he is not a doctor. But it's very okay. reminiscent of what you saw in Running with Scissors for anyone who read that book mm-hmm. uh, by Augustine Burroughs. Um, Children of God. It's a, another group that gets thrown around a lot. Uh, they're mm-hmm. the kind of people who are they're they're famous for that stereotype of like young women seducing people into the like the Christian cult um, with sex. Yeah, so there's the the first group of people I was talking about were actually went full mass murder or suicide. There are also a very large collection of cults that are just responsible for doing awful things instead of like that level of it. So Children of God is one of them. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't look into yeah. any um, There's of a, like the, the horrifying cults. Right. Um, There's also the, got... the Church of Bible Understanding. Um, yeah. Does horrible things to people. Scientology, honestly. Horrible. Yeah. And obviously. And uh, Scientology is a whole. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Nexium who's mostly known for sex trafficking at this point. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, the World Peace and Unification Sanctuary, um, also known as the Church of the of... AK-47. Uh... Oh, yeah. Jesus. Um, they wear bullet crowns, and they have, like, uh, their big thing is arranged marriages. That uh, There was an article in Vox and, like, the Washington Post a couple of months ago in Pennsylvania. This is 2019, so maybe it's 2017. Um, just like a church with a lot of guns in it, they believe that the rod of iron described in Revelations is a literal rod of oh. iron, like the barrel of a gun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a little bit of homegrown, um, the 12 tribes, which is... Um, an American cult started in Chattanooga, Tennessee by Gene Spriggs, also known as Yonig. Um, and they have a combination mm. of Christian fundamentalism, Hebrew roots, and like Messianic Judaism. Um, you'll see them at festivals yeah, sometimes. Uh, they try to live first century style. Their mission uh, is what they say is they, they live first century Christianly, but they look like they're out of the 19th century and they all wear John Lennon glasses, but they make really good herba mate. And I, I wanted to bring this one up because I have a personal experience with this cult. Um, what? Yeah, I was at a festival called Trail Days because I was hiking the Appalachian Trail a couple of years ago, and they make, they were there. They had a booth, and I oh. just saw them, and they they did a lot of folk dances, and I talked to them a lot, and it's when they kept talking about Yeshua. Um, I didn't quite know what they meant, and that is uh, the name they used to refer to Jesus. Um, mm-hmm. So that's another one local to here. Yeah, I was but, approached yeah. in a Target by a woman saying that the female Jesus had been found in some Eastern country. They, there's all sorts of special ones. What a bold claim to make in a target. Yeah, I looked it up. It's like a big old cult. Um, but sure, okay. Besides cults, there are also secret societies, which are a little bit more dedicated to research of the occult as opposed to just religious worship. 
Um, yeah. And those range from being as bad as the uh, Thule Society, which was known for having a large number of Nazi officers in it, like just prior to all that happening. Whoops. To uh, like the Rosicrucians, <laughs> who are mostly harmless, the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, which are fucking weirdos and not connected to the original order, but I think fairly harmless. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say everything when you say harmless, like levels of harm. Anybody who has a harmless has the asterisk of until something is discovered about them that's really horrible. Yeah, like, no, those are that, those are still active, and it's mostly just like honestly, fucking nerds doing yeah, yeah. like yeah, bad weird rituals. Group, and, but, exactly. but as far as I'm here, not act- actively hurting anyone. Nor like forcing yeah. people yes. to stay in the organization and things like that. Yeah, uh, of and then uh, Thelma, which was developed yeah. by Aleister Crowley. And so, yeah, I just wanted to get those out of the way, um, just because. In addition to looking up the, the 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 kind of the representations of cults that we'll be looking at later, I just wanted to mention some of those. Um, shout out to Ian Hoke who who turned me onto the World Peace and Unification Sanctuary. Yeah, and these uh, those topics we're much more likely to talk about it in our eventual. Uh, podcast that Taylor and I will be starting where we're actually reviewing documents and uh, and different things written by these organizations. Yep. So stay tuned for that. And now, Jorge, what is it that you actually told me to look up that I totally misunderstood? <laughs> <laughs> so what I mainly wanted to talk about was fictional cult, so we could have a little bit more fun with it. Um, yes, we can have any level of fun with it. Yeah, because yeah, no, for me, there's like this this big old thing where for the for the entire time I've been alive. People will just say, hey, man, don't drink the Kool-Aid. And I'm like, I don't know yeah. why you're fucking making jokes about that. Because I was, I believe, like, the single largest deliberate loss of American life until 9-11. And it's they had even, it, like, all over the, they, like, displayed all of the bodies, like, lined up on the news. Oh, yeah. Completely oh, awful. Absolutely. Um, I think yeah. Taylor put it best. It's like telling somebody when they go to school, hey, don't get Columbine. You know, it's. Awful. Yeah, like it's, it's yeah, just so like, out of taste, but for whatever reason, we make like a weird PC exception to people in cults as if like yeah. they're fodder, like fair fodder. I, I, it, there's, so, there's some level of like disassociation or something with it where it's just like, and the, the, I don't know. The last thing I'll say about it is there's a misconception that somehow you'd have to be a weak person to end up in a cult, but everything we know, Very psychologically untrue. speaking about people, yeah. says that fucking anybody could end up there. Like anybody, if, yeah. If you think you're too good to end up in a cult, you're absolutely wrong. You're probably halfway in one already. <laughs> you're in, I was going to say. So. You turn around, oh my God, I'm on these ropes. Getting back to the brighter side of this, uh, I was looking through all of the films that, that contain cults. Um, I think I've actually had already watched pretty much all of the famous ones the that's what i realized as well like going through your list as well i i only had to watch one or two well i had the like the full list the one i gave y'all was like the top three i recommended that'd be good Mm -hmm. and then i added one so the original list was for them rosemary's baby in 1968 the last exorcism in 2010 and martha marcy may marlene 2011 and then i added the 1973 wicker man so, which did y'all did y'all watch all those? Some of them had you already seen them? I had already seen Rosemary's Baby, uh, which has been one of my favorite movies of all time. That was uh, that was one of the few movies, like older horror movies, that frightened me. And because, as our fourth podcast host, Roman Polanski has a habit of doing, he has a really good way of um, making 
he made tension in the space of the apartment itself. Like it, if they first walk in like, Oh, it's a nice apartment. And then slowly, like I have no idea what the geometry of this apartment is. Cause he does a lot of these like <laughs> weird looming shots down hallways. And like, what? I, it, this is the same hallway, but it's like a different length than it was mm-hmm. before. And so there was a lot of tension and drama, like in the physicality of that space as well. So I don't know. That's one of the few older horror movies that like scared the shit out of it me. Also to me, it's kind of scary that he does that in 1968. And then his wife gets murdered by a cult in 1969. That's the insane yeah. part. Yeah. Very scary. Ugh. That's one of those like Lincoln Kennedy assassination type connections, though. Um, what, what about you, Brian? Which um, I ended up uh, clipping, looking at clips of the first three that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up watching most of uh, the original Wicker Man. You've been- I watched the whole thing. Yeah, I loved it. Brian, when did you become like a big old clip baby? All of a sudden, you're just watching clips of movies. When I <laughs> had you seen the full movies before? I had seen Rosemary's Baby okay. a couple of years okay. ago. Um, I had not. I didn't have time to watch Martha Marcy May Marlene, and I actually want to watch Fair. it. So I just I tried to keep as much in the dark about it as possible. Fair. Um, but while getting some information about it, like the basic plot and that sort of thing. Um, and the last exorcism I could not find. Really? Um, I'm not good at looking up stuff. So clips it was. So I was oh, a clip man, that's, baby that's one of my. It happens, That's man. one of my favorite horror movies, I think, is The Last Exorcism. Oh, the, the stuff, the little I saw of it, I was like, oh, F word. You didn't. I'm. This, you didn't watch any of the ending, though, right? Mm-mm, okay. Mm-mm. Good. No, 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 no. So there was, there was a lot of warning away from any any. So I don't know. How do y'all want to do this? I have a I have a full list of movies I can talk about. Okay, I want to talk a little bit about the Wicker Man. Okay. Because um, yes. I yeah, had seen do. you watched, I had you seen watched the, the original 19- one. The original one. I have seen the Nicolas Cage 1999 uh, Phantasmagoric it's like Extravaganza. It's like 2007, by the or way. Or 2007, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, which I think the the episode of Community describes it really well when Abed says, like, I even watched Wicker Man, where Nicolas Cage begs you to stop watching. <laughs> like, that's how bad his performance is. Uh, so I was kind of expecting something like that. But I went and I, I watched no. it all today. And, oh, boy, this was a special psychoanalytic 70s treat um i enjoyed it i enjoyed it um mostly because well in addition to the just european amount of boobies in that movie um very good it was good like a kubrick amount of boobs in that yeah, <laughs> boob amount see, of boobs. Yeah, what is our what is our scale like our our our, our Moe's hardness yeah, scale we'll of booby amounts? I yeah, I watched it for the first time in preparation for this episode. I I remember what I I remember what I fully watched Jorge, but okay, I will tell cool. you later. Anyway, I sorry. really fucking like they the whole yes, there was people naked all over the place. Uh, for anybody mm-hmm. who hasn't seen it, it's about well, it's it's English, right? Yeah, uh, it yeah, is it's British. shot all. Yeah, uh, the last yeah. thing in the credits is it's shot all on location in Scotland. Yeah, uh, so there's a British officer who arrives in he's his Scottish. fucking Scottish officer then who arrives yeah. in his seaplane to this island and he's there yeah, to investigate the uh, missing young girl on the village of Summer Isle. Yeah. And the whole island, everybody's clearly in cahoots about what's going on and it's fucking crazy. But oh my God. just all the time, people are like singing these radical '70s songs. Yeah. And I fucking cannot get enough of it. 
I thought this it's, song the that music, was my, the so music was good. amazing. My my favorite aspect of that one especially is there is a playfulness that adds to the confusion and like tension and horror of mm-hmm. it because um I forget the cop's name but the inspector is like very hard-nosed oh, straight-laced it's so good. like conservative type guy he's a presbyterian and he is a presbyterian he is this perfect contra like you can tell how agitated he is the second he gets off yeah. the plane and sees and this place, he is like, oh, these namby-pamby <laughs> little ponces poncing about freely and openly. I hate there this. Is, and there's I, had, something... I had to double check because I wanted to know. The, the character's name is literally Sergeant Howie. So <laughs> That's I what just, it is. Yeah, there, that's right. There's like... something so different about the way he approaches this compared to anything remotely modern or old or what, what have you. Because normally you're watching somebody investigate shit and they don't have a clue what mm-hmm. they're doing. And you're like, obviously it's this. Like, why are you not seeing this? Yeah. What is wrong with you? He's having none of it. He's not <laughs> playing any no. games with anybody. He he questions a classroom of school children at some point, immediately yes. finds out they're lying to him. And he's like, you're all yeah. liars. You're lying. Yeah. You're lying. <laughs> the teacher tries to say something. You're, like, you're the biggest liar of all. You're I should arrest every single one of you little motherfuckers. <laughs> That is such a like a wonderfully like British moment to me when it goes like y'all all a little liars y'all all filthy little liars <laughs> just like oh damn we went like real yeah. real hard real and he, fast and he has this one beautiful moment where he so clearly just kind of drags you through like this is what you people have put me through in this investigation thus far <laughs> I asked if you knew the girl y'all said you didn't know the girl and then I found out you did know the girl and then you all you, knew the girl you don't know why she's dead and then you do know why she's dead and then I dug up her grave and now her fucking there's a rabbit in her grave like wait <laughs> fucking with me like, yeah. he just it's so mad so organized the only dumb thing he does is he not realize how much danger he's in He's like so yeah, confident uh, that he's the police and they can't touch him. The only thing, the only dumb thing he does is go to the island. That's really it. No, like, no, going okay, no, 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 no. He does, he does some dumb shit. Like especially, uh, I feel like he should have realized when he goes like, "Mom, I am the police. I am a policeman." Like, well, I'm sorry, like, I, 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 I can't do that for you, Dave. I'm sorry, I can't do that <laughs> yeah. for you. And he just keeps getting that response. Like, unless you have permission from the Lord, I'm like, I am an officer <laughs> by, of the law. <laughs> by the way, by the way, in in, in like Logic Town. Logic Town, all you do is you go, okay, and then you leave while you're, everything is still okay to leave. You leave, and you just go, hey, a battalion of officers. Yes, that was the hey, thing I kept special response. yelling the whole time. And you just fly in eight more seaplanes full of fucking bobbies, and you just crack yeah. skulls and beat everyone to death, and you're like, cool, we're good. Yeah. Yeah. Call them back off to the society. Especially that damn moment where the seaplane doesn't work, which is always your sign, like, oh, wait, now you're fucked. <laughs> I, I was expecting him to, like, pull wicker or something out of the engine, but no, no. It just, <laughs> no, like, it's not. It, it's it, actually subtle, yeah. not a fucking... <laughs> yeah, it, it is subtle, and it could easily have just been mechanical failure, which I appreciate it, but then he decides, like, well, I'm going to search every single house in this village, well, like, but that's by, awesome. by, your, by yourself. That's so good. It, like, he knows the yeah. girl is somewhere there, and he's like, no, dude, fuck it. Yes. I'm not going to let this bitch die. I'm going to find it, her. Like, I'm going to search it does, every single nook and cranny of every yes. building on this whole damn island. It makes dramatic sense in terms of, like, the story. And it makes character sense. Like, he, I believe he would do that. Yeah. But, like, I'm sure Protocol is like, okay, you're, in, you're dealing with a lot of hostile people, 
a oh, yeah. lot of problems. Go no, get just, more he officers. He does not play by the rules. Like specifically, it's in Correct. the classroom. He wants to see the roster of children because he does not believe that they don't know the mm-hmm. girl. And she's like, "Sorry, you're gonna have to get permission for that." And he's like, "No, I'll fucking deal no. with the consequences later." No. He just like pushes her out of the way, to, yeah. looks at the roster, and it's just like, "Yep, yeah." Did you you know what I just realized that this movie's dramatic structure is exactly that of Hot Fuzz. Like you have a cop from like the bigger city coming to this little town, and at first everyone's like obtuse, is not working with him. He discovers there's a dramatic plot, and then we go full cult crazy. It's and granted, the, yeah. there, there are, like, I've been thinking and, about how there's similarities. I guarantee Edgar Wright was probably like, "Yo, he probably loves the original Wicker, Wicker Man." I mean, yeah, they're yeah. horror people. Oh, yeah. They love. Well, the that Wicker that first Man. bit exactly. He's got to <laughs> that first moment where he comes up with a picture of the girl, like when he first gets on the mainland, and it's just a bunch of Scottish-looking dudes in tweed, and he goes, "Like, mm-hmm. have you seen this girl?" Nope. Haven't seen this girl. What about you, Frank? Haven't seen this girl. How about you, Bill? Haven't seen this girl. And it's like mm-hmm. it's the exact same. Like, you know, everyone out here and their mums packing. Like who? <laughs> Farmers. Who else? Farmers, Farmers moms. <laughs> like it's that same like I exact know. beat. And I, but I love right, yeah, that. Sorry. Like we we see the clues and we're like, hey, dude, fucking check out. Like, why is that picture not on the wall? And he looks over. He's like, hey, why is this picture not on the wall? Yeah, like he. Yeah. He says every line the audience thinks when you're they're so they're shown something, and that's good filmmaking. Yeah. Did um, y'all watch uh, Martha Marcy May Marlene? I did not. Neither did. No, I yeah. focused on Rosemary's Baby and yeah. uh, The Wicker Man. It's not as fun. It's very different. Like most of these are horror movies. Um, that one is like a a drama about a girl who has like emerged back out of a cult, and it's like trying to live her life without going crazy. The story sounds so like I. Definitely want to. I've wanted to watch it. For it's very ever, good ever since it came yeah. out. Yeah. Is it like a psychological thing, or is the cult trying to like bring her back in? Well, that's what's unclear. Is like she has paranoias, and it's like, is she just being paranoid, or is she right because she's been with that cult while they've done things like what she thinks might be happening to her? That's cool. So that's really cool. Yeah, okay. It's really stressful. Yeah. Definitely not a horror. So it's not like scary or anything, but it's it's very good. Mm. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, I won't talk too much about The Last Exorcism since you haven't watched it, Brian, but it's, it is one of my yeah. favorite horror movies. It's a lot of that same kind of, is this happening? Is this not happening? Um, he's the, is he the, is that the one with the guy who's like, I say I'm a priest who does exorcisms? Yes. Okay. okay so he, okay. he's a, the main character is a priest. His father was an exorcist. Uh, he read, he was an exorcist for a while too. And he reads an article about a boy who is accidentally drowned during an exorcism and he finally decides like oh i don't actually believe any of this stuff i don't want to hurt anybody so he's doing a uh, found footage documentary to reveal all of his practices and like how he tries okay, to help people while faking oh exorcisms. okay just a, a, a quick hold up there so wait he's a priest and his father was also a priest like does that small town like yeah. plot point yeah so it's discussed because like priests don't have kids that depends on the religion Okay, I, for whatever reason, when we think exorcism, like I immediately I think like say, white cloth a, Catholic, a, the power of the Pope. There's legitimately a little bit of uh, confusion there because, from my limited re-understanding of Catholicism again, Catholics yes. are the ones not a regarded priest. as the people who. Oh, okay, all right, interesting. Now, and like the, the theme of like, do they do they know which do they say which denomination they do? He ends I up? feel like okay. It's, I, I think they do at least. I don't remember what it is, honestly. Okay, um, okay. Well, I'll, when I go see the movie, yeah, I'll, I'll but it, it it's kind of weird because like the Catholic sect, I think, is the only one that like really, really all the way up had like a system for training. Yeah, like cardinals and, tell priests to go, like exorcists to yeah, go out and, and that's do exorcisms. Not as much the case anymore. 
but uh, no, no, no. In other, especially when you have like a small town priest, because they that, exercised all the demons. Yeah, when they believe, sorry, no, not yes, when <laughs> when a small town priest <laughs> might believe in a demon, you know, they will like, Abs- yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. To so that the point, father genuinely believes in exorcism. And he just does it as a way to help people because this is actually something that is psychologically sound. Some people believe they're being possessed by a demon. and So guiding them out of that sort of like trip or delusion or hallucinate yes. is the way to do it. It can be yeah, very difficult to do it through traditional means, but like making them believe that you exercise the demon can be effective unless it is something, a side effect from a more severe psychological disorder. Yes. Okay. Yeah. When I, we, I guess whenever I think of exorcists, I think of like Catholic priests or the, the mm-hmm. lady named Savannah Jones or whatever from Poltergeist. Like the one who had that oh, sort of yeah. child, you must go toward the light. Is, yes, those yeah. are more traditional, but uh, she's awesome. I love it. It happens. Yeah. There's no. a there is a real priest who is an exorcist, and now he has. I think it's his daughter and her two sibling friends who are now a pack of like three young women priests. How do they not have a show on? Some I think network? they did for a little yeah. bit. Oh, they had, say, like, like, little the, history, the way the History Channel's been going and lately, teach, that is absolutely sure. up their alley. They speak very intensely about it. They're like, yeah, we, of course we, they do. we're all sisters and we hunt demons. Um, <laughs> we are on the front lines of hell every day, <laughs> yeah, laying our souls on the line. <laughs> yeah, but he's, uh, I mean, he's investigating uh, the possession of the daughter of like a small town farmer. And there's all sorts of stories about cults and shit in the area. And it's oh, okay. unclear if she's like psychologically unwell or something's going on in the family or if there's real demons or what. Because he doesn't believe in demons. Yeah. Uh, so it's Should very, we, uh, very good. Jorge, can you, can you, do you know like what the relationship is between like satanic panic and like our idea of the cult? Like, is there any sort of real world connection between, because I know that like there's never been like an example yeah. of, a, a child sacrificed with a satanic cult ever like that's just it's just but everyone was convinced that that was happening at least not in modern every times. single yeah not in modern times but everyone was convinced that the i don't know every loose not teenager was for, gonna for, get murdered just so that everybody listening in the 80s or something called the satanic panic uh which is the time period when everybody thought that black magic and satanist cults were real and that kids were getting sacrificed left and right uh, if you want to hear a lot more about that, you can look into the Mem- the West Memphis Three, which were basically three goth kids who got blamed for the murder, for like a horrific murder of one or two girls. Oh, yeah. Uh, because they were goths, basically, and the satanic panic was going on. And they like very, very clearly did not do it. There's a ton of evidence that they didn't do it, but everybody was in such a flurry that they ended up spending several decades in prison and are out now. There's a bunch of good documentaries on that. Um, the relationship between cults and all that though not like nothing honestly there's scary sounding cults but there have never really been cults that are super like traditionally stereotypically satanic it's a i guess i'm also asking like is there a chicken and egg relationship like do we have rosemary's baby and the wicker man and then the satanic panic happens or are these two things like parallel mutually enforcing Um, oh wait people are scared of satanic shit right now i'm gonna make movies about satanic shit honestly i think most of that issue it's my kind of guess honestly that it's attributed to different christian churches pushing that agenda that there yes. are like satanist okay. organizations out because there. because mm-hmm. during the 80s satanic panic um which by the way from the dates of the movies we've talked about taylor plus the word 80s should really give you the chicken egg answer on that where these movies were made in the late 60s and 70s and the satanic panic 
happened in the 80s. So they yeah. uh, Roman uh, Polanski. This, this is a time before I'm not the saying, internet. No, no, too. I'm not saying I'm not actually saying they influenced you there. I don't think they did. Um, but uh, the Satanic Panic kind of encompassed anything because one of the main victims of Satanic Panic was Dungeons and Dragons. That was blamed that for was, a lot uh, of shit. That uh, you were actually practicing magic, that you were finding these horrible dark things as a gate. Basically, D&D was a gateway drug into these cults. There were a bunch of movies and cartoons and stuff made about this thing. They are all hilarious. Yeah. It was also just like classic rock was considered pretty damn satanic yeah, like, like dad rock well, like metal metal was considered uh, no, dude, like, metal yeah. is now oh, back like, then okay. it was like ACDC. no original metal like like judas priest yeah I think with a name like that I, I can see why a couple of like midwestern yeah. protestants like get that boy to like clutch their pearls at that my, my favorite part my favorite part of everything is like iron maiden's number of the beast was always on the list of like devil worship songs and my favorite part of it is like if you read the lyrics, it is basically a Lovecraft story mm-hmm. where a guy is walking around a cemetery, stumbles upon a meeting of horrible cultists, and tries oh, to escape. He said the word cultist. Like, He's one of them, and he listens yeah. to that damn rock well, music. The, Look how long his the hair rock is. Rock music him. is corrupting the, the youth. The, the the chorus is literally six six six. <laughs> the number of the beat, like you know, Dude, they just like to get fucking metal with it. I love it. Oh. oh it's awesome as shit, and I yeah. sing it all the time in the shower. But <laughs> of course, <you> it's <laughs> what? dude. I'm calling Satanic Panic on your apartment, dude. I'm just imagining like Brian with an a bar of Irish Spring, like six, six, six. six, six. <laughs> no, I'm trying to hit those fucking um, what is his name? Bruce something. But his fucking notes where he's just like, yeah, this giant fucking <laughs> dude. Meanwhile, I'm in the shower singing like fucking ABBA, honestly. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah, uh, there's... also side note for anybody who doesn't know satanism is a real and thriving religion uh which is not in any way like akin to like all these satanic cults or anything like that they are these yeah. satan conceptually as a as like a metaphor for human um like just carnal instincts it's mostly about like respect your own needs and desires don't hurt other people but like don't like, you know, just enjoy yourself. There is, it's either out or it is coming out. There is a documentary about Satanism called, I think it's called Hail Satan with a question mark, um, coming out soon about that religion and the misconceptions and the controversy. Yeah, no, I, and I, sort of shit. I was very close to becoming a full-fledged Satanist, but they're, they're just a little mean for me. Like, I'm, it, it's <laughs> too soft. Yeah, no, I mean, it, they have some weird can't. rules, like if somebody comes into your domain which is what they're they they speak like total nerds about this stuff so your home is your domain i was gonna say they sound yeah. like or your dominion or whatever anyway. and it's like if somebody slights you you know like politely ask them to leave if they slight you again you may like eviscerate them or whatever <laughs> <laughs> it's like dude oh, hold on. Not so, i was with just... you for a little while like up to politely asking to leave <laughs> So yeah, the, like, the surprising connection between, like, that sort of language is in the first iteration of the Ku Klux Klan, which was, like, a radical whoops. terrorist group versus, like, the, the grift that it was in the 1920s. Well, it's still racist and awful, but they would, like, we have, you know, t- twice now when the cock crows twice at the quarter moon of the next time, the clan and the Grand Wizard and the seven goblins of the heathen roar shall, like, you know, come through, like... E- You're like, what? You guys just wanted to write short fiction, like, really badly. <laughs> yeah, like, just... just- shitty assholes <laughs> yeah well i mean like hyper passionate groups of white male nerds so fucking Bad dangerous w- 
oh bad my God. news every time. I'm not, you know, barring um, barring Race P. Lovecraft and a few <laughs> other art- uh, writers, a lot of the cults are very like, hey, bunch of angry white guys who are into too much reading of very old shit. Why are you running around starting all this? Like, oh, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. no, awful. Um, so Rosemary's baby. Yeah, there's a correlation. Yes, getting back to fiction. <laughs> Thank though. you, please. Rosemary's baby. Uh, for anybody mm, who doesn't now know, talking about fiction, super good. Uh, fictional, yeah, horror movie, total classic. If you're trying to get, you know, check off all of your horror classics, it's a big one. It's right there. Yeah. Um. So no, there's I, f- I found that there's a trend in films about like satanic shit happening where it is mostly like watch these people in their normal lives while weird shit happens around them and like slowly build it up to like a crazy fucking climax. And I think Rosemary's Baby started mm-hmm. that. And they do a really great job because at first it's like the, I think that the first clue that something is wrong is uh, Rose Mia Farrow Rosemary notices that they're kindly neighbors like the man has earrings. It's 1968 also, or like has holes her earrings. Yeah. Like, oh, isn't that peculiar? And then like, that's, it's, it's a, but I love like in an hour and a half, you go from men have earrings to like literally fucking Satan. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I want to say. Also, it's not in an hour and a half. <laughs> oh, it is like a three hour long movie. Rosemary's <laughs> Babies. Oh, that's a good point. Not a lot happens and it's still super good. That being said, yeah. I, I don't think that's like. I don't think it's sufficient for it just to be good cinematography. Nothing's happening for a long time. You have a shocking climax. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that because I watched another movie called The House of the Devil. It's a 2009 movie. It's made by Ty West, who was like, who's like a very mm-hmm. is a modern popular horror director. I've liked literally hip, hip new thing. nothing yeah. that he's done. Um, you you have liked, liked nothing, not that he's a done. single thing that he's done. What else has he done? Because uh, I I know the name, but nothing's coming to mind. When he you did say it. the uh, one of the segments in VHS one, the one where the it's the couple traveling out west in like the desert, and somebody like yep, I know what yep. you're talking about. Yep, okay, uh, okay. In ABCs of Death, he did the segment, which I think it was the if you say F is for far. No, no, I think it's the abortion one. No, Good. it's like Sorry. M is for can miscarriage. We, I think. Check, can we please, can we continue. tell everyone what ABCs of Death is really quick? Because no one outside of horror film is a horror anthology film in which there are 26 shorts each one named after one of the letters of the alphabet yes and f is for fart and it is that one is literally not good but incredible to watch i want (laughs) to watch uh it's super fun just because you always want to guess what the letter is for that time because it's in alphabetical order so you get you get this fun game in way they can't be that long because the movie's not that long. There's 26 to get And there's through. 26 they have to do. Yeah. Super fun to watch with a group of people. But this guy, Ty West, uh, you, yes. if you've watched You're Next, he is this scarf-wearing boyfriend of one of the daughters of the family. He okay. acts often in that director's films. Um, but same kind of thing. House of Devil anyway, is specifically yeah. filmed in such a way. It's set in the 70s, and it's filmed like a 70s horror film cinematography okay. matches it fucking shot for shot very very spot on for being the 70s film but it's fuck it's just a girl goes to babysit building tension kind of ends in satanic shit but she fucking does not at all earn her like 
trying to like escape a little bit and like do whatever you know it, it without I've, i'm not gonna ruin it for y'all but like fucking none of that movie makes sense it's just like the dumbest shit happens over and over again and it just feels like a giant waste of my time and i yeah uh, do not agree with it's it shame. So Rosemary Baby movies, though. however, that kind of go along the the same. There's a, a com- comparison made between Rosemary's Baby and this one a lot. Um, and I, I don't know if it's a cult. Uh, Get Out. Would you consider those people a cult? Oh, Ooh. that's that's a really the Hermitage Foundation. Uh, you know, with a name like that, you know what? That little icing on the cake. I'm going to say. I'm yes. going to say no. I'm why not? Because it is not. A system of too, beliefs that they're trying to push onto other it's people. It's too sciency for yeah. Well, no, it's specific. Yeah, it doesn't also, matter if it's science. Scientology is you know quote unquote no, science. Uh, <laughs> no, no, it isn't. No, it's, but the, it's the point religion. is that there is not a system of beliefs that they're trying to push onto each other. It is specifically uh, that one family has developed a method for doing this brain switching, and they are offering it as a service to other people. They do not I think require... it's called the coagulation procedure. Yes. No, no, it's got weird names, but they don't require anything of the people submitting to the procedure. They don't ask that you come and worship Just that it. sweet, I mean, sweet money and your white, white skin. Yeah, they just ask but you to in... pay for a service. It's fucking awful. Awesome. It's like one of the most horrific things I've seen. But it, I guess so, yeah. But it's, I would not consider it a cult or a secret society. There's no... Like yeah, there's no that, searching that for a cult maybe a knowledge. secret society because I feel like they do have like a lot of it's secret more, like, I would ritual stuff. Secret society. I I would not say cult. I agree. I would. I'll settle on not saying cult. I think it's, but it's definitely. A secret I would society. say it's closer to like a black market. I would say like in Futurama, no. where you can go into an alley and get your eyes switched out with. Uh, no, hobos. but they're all oh, they're some minority report shit. Yeah. Yo, well, great. What a great title to bring up with Get Out. <laughs> Uh, is Minority Report? You <laughs> oh my god, genius! Um, oh, topical, great, Brian. It's great. Yes. Um, I don't know. They see they're all in on it, and they're cool with it, and it doesn't seem like. I don't know. I don't know. But they, they don't. Anyway. They don't do any rituals. They don't. They're not like studying anything that together. I, would, I that auction is kind of a ritual. No, they're literally There's a ritual buying aspect something. to that. Okay, the last thing I would bring up is Maybe. when you get, when they when you see the operation room for the first time, there are four cast iron uh, posts with red candles around them. That it seems like a weird mixture of science and like I haven't been in an operating room recently, but I'm almost <laughs> sure they don't have red candles <laughs> just ablaze in your typical sure sterile environment. No, that's just because it's a genius fucking movie and it completely yeah, oh, elicits yeah. the rage. Yes, oh, they kill it. The, yeah. Jordan Peele is, is all, amazing. This is all just fan. Like, yeah, if you haven't seen Get going Out, over a go movie, fucking yeah. watch it. She's Christ. Go I think we have it. no place to really um, talk to in depth about it, but it's very good. Correct. And... Well, I uh, I wrote on it last year for one of my seminars. Uh, I wrote on specifically like it as a horror film, like communicating within the genre of slasher films, uh, and like how Jordan Peele does some really cool stuff with race, like in that conversation. Yeah. Like, it's an amazing yes. movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Is. Anyway. Yeah. So, uh, yes. If we, I, I have some other one. You know what? Let me let me hit all of my unexpected cult films, real fast. Okay. Nineteen eighty four. Nineteen eighty four. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Ooh, I'm not gonna good one. I'm not saying that. Yeah. <laughs> Number uh, another one. Nineteen ninety nine. The hell is nineteen ninety nine? Guess it. Who can guess it? Ants. The Mummy. Oh, the oh, mummy. a movie in 1999. Yes. I the thought mummy. you were saying... Yeah. 
Because it has the uh, the cult for uh, yes. For what's his face? Cult. It's Imhotep's Imhotep. cult. Yeah. 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 Featuring the to... unflappable. Um, oh my god! I just forgot his name. Of the guy. Yeah. Help me. Arnold Vosloo. No, 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 no. Oh, of the Brendan oh, Fraser. Brandon oh, Fraser. the unflappable yeah. Brendan Fraser and the absolutely delightful Rachel Wise. Oh, oh my god. No, fuck we're not talking off. about this. No, I'm a mad librarian. you brought up the movie. You don't now. want us to talk about that on a recording. <sighs> um, I just I I like Rachel Wise a lot. She's one of my favorite actors. Yes. Uh, okay, I got one. Series of films based on a series of young adult novels. Series of unfortunate events. Incorrect. Twilight. Harold Potter. Harold Potter. Harry Potter. Yeah. Death Eaters. Fucking absolutely Death part Eaters. Of a cult. Total, total oh, cult. Oh, yeah. Oh, Death Eaters are cultiest The cultiest fuck. cult that ever did cult. Yeah. Like, 100%. And then, okay, can, you, can anybody tell me the exact name of this cult? Brian has been reading about stories that at some point include them recently. I'll say the author is H.P. Lovecraft. We'll Ra- you mean Race P. Lovecraft. Race P. Lovecraft. Okay. Uh, oh, the name of the cult? The name of the cult in the shadow over Innsmouth that is partly Deep Ones or Fish People. The dudes me. who like Dagon. Close. The... Oh, oh, oh. It's the... um um. The uh, the esoteric order the of Dagon. Esoteric order of Dagon. Yep. Mm, I had oh order, God. and I was like, I can't say that first because I know there's a word in front yeah. of it. So, sorry, I just wanted to. Throw and it's some... a stupid H.P. Lovecraft word that I'm like, you don't need this. So those are some of my extra ones I wanted to throw in there. Yeah. Um, one I want to talk about though, 1984, Children of the Corn. We've mentioned that before, and oh, it seems like we yeah. all kind of know Children of the Corn. Children of the Corn. Oh my God! Malachi <laughs> sees the interlopers. He wants you too, Malachi. Honestly, the name "He Who Walks Behind the Rose." Dude, it's so good, so fucking good. The story it's... is better than the movie. I feel like a complete idiot for saying that out loud now, but it's yes. it's super cool because it's just like the the only thing. And by the way, this is something that is um through certain movies that we've talked about so far, because some of them feature it, some of them don't. Um, one thing that always works with these cults is a really charismatic leader mm-hmm. that gets everybody to do this insane shit. Yes. Um, my, uh, so far of the ones we've talked about, hands down, the most charismatic is the one we're about to talk about, which is fucking Isaac from the movie <laughs> Children of the Corn. Oh, yeah. He oh, the kid. Is the man. He is so cool and so interesting and so charismatic. He's got that dope little hat on and everything, and, he, he, and he's got the um, voice, like that, I, that voice. Whoever I was the casting director. I don't know what the director. disease or the, the situation is, but he has that thing where he is he ages, but he looks young, childlike still. So yeah. in this movie, he is 25 in this movie, and he plays like Are you a kidding me? Oh, you mean? Yeah, oh, I know. It's called Andy Milanakis disease, dude. That's Shut up. I was going to. No. <laughs> I had no idea. I thought this is when he was uh, still a child. I didn't no, realize he was a grown man. I'm pretty sure he's like 24 man. or 25 when he made that film. Oh, God. Okay, so but here's he... a question about cult films. Yeah. Uh, is it a cult if it if their their deity literally exists? Ooh. Yes. Because like, I want to say, yeah, because Rosemary's Baby Order of is... Dagon, Cult of Cthulhu, those all exist, and yeah. those things yeah. in like, the like, universe. It's literally yeah. Beelzebub and Rosemary's Baby. Yeah, they're Satanists. Okay, they worship yeah. Satan. They're yeah, just, it, right. it doesn't... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cult, well, I was actually looking this up, and cult in the religious sense is about, like, the worship and care of 
the deity for it's something like that in that regard about like the formal so, definition. This is a good thing to bring up. The the way that I think about the term cult is let me look it up. Literally just a derogatory term to describe a newer religious order. That's how we Fair. go with it. But I'm gonna this is in terms of the definition was a system of religious veneration and devotion directed towards a particular figure or object. So, or like, hey, that the definition fits okay. every religion in the world. It really oh, does. absolutely. And absolutely. So at a certain point, Ori, I do, I do agree that we throw around the word there's, cult. There's multiple um, definitions. That, like, this is a newer religious <laughs> practice. Well, so my, I feel my, like sorry, we, my, we like to we like to use the word cult, though, when, like, insidious shit well, no, starts that, happening. My emphasis is on the word a derogatory term. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's one of the definitions Which in the thing I looked I think up is how was, it should be used. Like, the specifically, when I say, you know, the people's temple is a cult like i want you to know that they did something bad they are up to something it's a relatively small group of people having religious beliefs or practices regarded as strange or sinister like dudes who are up to no good being weird and religiously about it yeah because i I, people who use words like interloper sure (laughs) yeah i like that you're only using the voice (laughs) when he's possessed by he who walks behind the road that's when he's at his most it's so good um but yeah, I mean, there's a difference between like, dude, I don't care if you come up with a new religion and it makes sense. Like, that's that's good for you. It's as soon as you start to do something bad, you deserve to be called a yeah. cult and like be fucking dragged out away from that because it gets very dangerous very quickly. I'm just being pedantic. I'm just discussing the idea behind. Yeah, no, I think it's a good conversation to have. With Taylor's discussion of like, if it exists, are they not a cult anymore? And I'm like, no, no, they absolutely, they absolutely are a cult are, yeah. because, yeah. By even by both definitions, because the idea of no matter what, the idea of religious, you know, devotee and veneration to something is always there. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a mystical fish monster who's been dead for a hundred plus thousand years. Uh sorry, or it's always been alive. I'm talking about Cthulhu, sorry. Um but yes, Dagon's always he's fishing around being fishy. <laughs> Or, you know, that demons can come in all shapes and sizes. Like, sometimes he looks like an elephant unless you're looking directly at him and his name is Streven. Let's not forget that we ourselves, like, <laughs> are in the cult of cult. And that's, that's, my, that's my backup plan. Shit. If we If we run, if we run out of material, I wanted to come up with a cult for Streven. Um, I, so I ended up watching, in terms of the, I went in the Secret Society route, uh-huh. I ended up watching Eyes Wide Shut. I watched which, that too, just today. Yeah. Mm, uh, classic. It's pretty damn good movie. It's Kubrick's last movie. It's his last so one, really. a lot of people are a little mixed on the reviews, but I'm like, no, it's I I like it a lot. It's still good. I um, I did like it a lot. Yeah. It it's definitely like it's like they've started to smooth out some of Kubrick's edges over time. Yeah, it's like he's well, he's just older. He yeah. can't I'm, obsess I'm, over every I'm, goddamn thing. <laughs> I'm not a fan of like that. Uh, we're we're pretty far away from it. Maybe we can talk about the stuff that Alfred Hitchcock did and a little bit of a no 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 no. We need to like really keep crisp. Like these guys were monsters. Like they made good art, but they are monsters. Wait, what do you mean? Uh, Alfred Hitchcock personally. Uh, no, 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 he's Kubrick. not. He's not talking about the personal smoothing. He's talking about the style and oh, oh, the movie. I thought like when people start to like, you know, we get a little no, no, past I just, whenever we hear about the process of the movie and like, oh, we start to venerate. Oh, I don't know, like did. Oh, all right, two questions. Well, two things. One, <laughs> one is a statement. I've meant Eyes Wide Shut is much more of a traditional movie than like how fucking bananas the rest of Kubrick's. Gotcha. Yes. Number okay, two. Misunderstood did you there. Kubrick do something fucked up that I don't know about? Kubrick is just Kubrick an obsessive a lot of maniac. No, no, but did well, he like, do it, 
something like you know what I mean by do something. Yeah. Uh, Shelley Duvall. The uh, worst like thing he did was treatment yeah. of Shelley Duvall in the making of The Shining. Like she she started to literally lose her hair because of like the psychological trauma that was being enacted upon her by Stanley Kubrick. So, so he was just being a psychotic director. Yes, he didn't he, he didn't he didn't yeah. beat to anybody. He didn't fucking beat anybody up. He just traumatized Shelley. Okay. Like okay. the worst example is he traumatized Shelley Duvall. I mean, from his directorial behavior yeah. on set. Honest, in the world we live in, like, it's not good, but fucking, like, that's... Oh, it's definitely I, not see, I good. I thought he was... Oh, yeah, well, like, you keep it in context, absolutely. But, no, like, Alfred Hitchcock yes. was significantly worse. Alfred Hitchcock was Me Too, part what one. Do you do? Um, very, very much so. And, like, a monster. Like, a Harvey Weinstein-level monster. Oh. No. Alfred I Hitchcock? I don't remember any accusations of... Okay. Sexual right. assault. No, or rape. I remember him being a total creep. Nobody listen. We need. We're gonna have to like yeah. actually look that up and be sure because you can't be throwing around that the, stuff unless we're sure. This this is what I will say as is the famous story about him was that Tippi Hendren, the lead actress on The Birds, I believe he made an advance at her. She was like, "Nah, I'm good," and then he blackballed her later. No, because I've was got done. Um, the USA Today article. Tippi Hendren says uh, says Hitchcock sexually assaulted her. That's what I'm referencing. When did she, when did she say that? Uh, this is from 2016. So I'm not doubting it. I'm saying so, it came out in 20. Like it came out let's, recently. It wasn't right. like a historical thing. So no, yeah, no, 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 no. Like I, these say, accusations have come to light, but that Alfred exactly. Hitchcock, we always knew that he was creepy, and now we know that it went a little further than that. So, mm-hmm. like, I wasn't trying to sling an uh, accusation. That one I did well, have. Well, you literally pocket. did sling an accusation. Why don't we move on to Which another was movie? Right. For anybody <laughs> listening, and whenever you come across something like this, make sure you do all of your research so you yourself know what you're talking about. Correct. Now, let's move also, on to one of the yeah. films. Or let's keep talking about Eyes Wide Shut. We didn't really get to talk about that. I was saying, we didn't talk about Eyes Wide Shut at yeah. all. Yeah, because like, I thought that was... It was fucking awesome. I thought... I think it's a really good movie. I think it's a really bizarre I was really pumped movie. for like what was going to happen after the, the ending. The password is Fidelio. Oh, dude, when... <laughs> so sorry, for anybody listening, that movie is about... Um, by the way, did you know that I cannot <laughs> tell the difference between Tom Cruise, Christian Bale... And the guy who plays that guy from Criminal Minds. That's also Christian Bale. No, I'm kidding. What? Uh, sorry, sorry. So, wait. Mandy Patinkin? No, Mandy, Mandy Patinkin, the Hotch. Hotch. That's his name, right? Hitch? Hotch? Hotch. Hop? Hopscotch? What Hops? are you saying? Dipsh. Hopsh? You if sure my mom was on, Mandy she would know exactly Patinkin? who you're I'm talking sure about. I'm sure she would. But dude. I don't. <laughs> um, so, anyway, you have trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Shannon came into it like, well, was maybe 15 minutes into the movie and i kept saying christian bale <laughs> and she was like is that the husband and i was like yeah and she's like that's not christian bale it's tom no, cruise tom-, <laughs> <laughs> tom cruise and i kept tom cruise. but i kept looking at him the whole movie and i kept wanting to be like because he was be whenever Batman. he got a little bit psycho I kept wanting to be like, yo, Shen, you should totally watch American Psycho because he's awesome. And nope, that's Christian Bale. It's just over and over. Like, I wouldn't fucking learn. I just, you know what is I love hilarious, that it's, it's not though. even that like I mixed up the names. It's that literally the beings of these two men. He's just painted with the same brush to you. And um, I was looking at I a picture of him. Like, I don't know. What is funny about that is both in the book and for the movie. So the book, there is a run-in Patrick Bateman the Christian Bale character in American Psycho runs into Tom Cruise in the book and has a discussion with him. 
and Wait, for the like movie, real Tom Cruise. Yes, literally, he's like he meets Tom Cruise and he like freaks out and he's like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And Tom Cruise is like, Jesus Christ. Um, but for the movie, to be sure you didn't say it, L. Ron Hubbard. <laughs> Sorry, it's a Scientology continue. joke. <sighs> for the movie, <laughs> to prepare, slipped it in. Christian Bale, you didn't slip it anywhere. Um, there's no slipping involved. Please. Christian Bale prepare in order to prepare for it to have that sort of fake veneer of like assimilation in society wise. He studied a lot of Tom Cruise footage because he said that Tom Cruise had that thing of like, he looks like he's happy, but there's something with his eyes Dude, and was that's like, that's what he channeled what out of it. it. Like, I think I legitimately have a problem with people's faces. I think it's just like off that atmosphere they're given, you know? Yeah. So it was very, I just, I got the, Jason Bateman vibe the whole time. Jason Bateman? Patrick Bateman. Bateman. Jason Bateman's another guy. I heard it. I heard it when I said it. (laughs) Jason Bateman is yet another white actor, (laughs) roughly the same height with short brown hair. I can tell him about it. No, they're they're definitely both taller than Tom because Tom's a shorty little short pants. He had to wear... I actually noted that. Eyes Wide Shut is like one of the only movies that makes no effort to hide how short Tom Cruise is, and I love it. I bet you dollars to donuts, Cruise was like, hey, Stanley... What if my character wore higher shoes to, like, you know, make it work? And, he, and Stanley just looked at me. No. No. Just, but it would be really Somehow, helpful to, like, show I'm a leading. No. No. But I could like, I? No. <laughs> Stanley Kubrick wouldn't have answered it, like, so nonchalantly. It would have been, like, you dare? You dare to <laughs> condescend to me about the art of filmmaking? See, I don't think. I am Co- Stanley motherfucking I, Kubrick. <laughs> see, from all, from all the understandings I have from, like, interviews of Kubrick, he was not like that, like, in terms of his ego. Like, he was very internal. So, like, I imagine he would be so dismissive of it that he wouldn't... I, he probably wouldn't even said twice. He probably just gone, no, and then moved, like, looked back into the viewfinder to, like, film the scene while okay. Cruz was still asking like, for where, it. Like, whereas Jorge mixes up Tom Cruise and Christian Bale, I definitely mix, mix up, up Stanley everything. Kubrick and the guy, the, the drill sergeant from Full Metal Jacket. Like, that's just who I think... Stanley you Kubrick think was Stanley in real life. Kubrick was like Arlie Ermy. You're out of your mind. So I was already confused about the Tom Cruise uh, <laughs> shit and Christian Bale. Christian Bale. I for- dude. The other thing is, you know what? No, I Tom know Cruise. a lot of actors' names. I swear to God, uh-huh. I do. As soon as I need to use them, my just, brain, my brain right out them. the window. My brain dumps them out. But I was confused already about that, and then. There's a scene in Eyes Wide Shut where another man walks into the apartment yeah. <laughs> that Tom Cruise is in. And I hear Shannon gasp because she's watching next to me now. She couldn't help it. And I swear to God, I thought it's just like, oh, fuck. Tom Cruise has a twin. That's It's a big reveal <laughs> oh that Tom God. Cruise has a twin. Or like oh. the, the girl, the, the girl who's. The girl's fiance is this guy who looks exactly like Tom Cruise is now going to play into the plot of the film. And she's like, no, dude, it just looks like this guy from Criminal Minds because it is that guy from Criminal Minds. <laughs> That's so funny. I, I, have, I have a significant problem. I need to get that checked. It's completely okay. It's all- <laughs> yeah, so if you want to watch a film that is like relatively slow and is much more about the commentary that it's making on relationships and... Yeah. sex drive and honesty but you want a cool looking secret society that looks cool and is awesome yeah they, they're there they're there to, yeah. to fuck up your shit they're definitely part but of it's it. mostly a commentary on the human condition um i i also have one other cult 
that I would like to mm-hmm. uh, bring up. Let's do it. This is this is from a long-standing show, but uh, not exactly in your guys's purview. A certain show known as uh, WWE Raw. Oh my god! Never mind. In the <laughs> yeah, Brian, I'm gonna I'm gonna tag back in in about five minutes after this yeah, one. No, just, you just go you for can, it, buddy. You can just in give the, your monologue. The we'll hit the, the mute button on our side. From the no. St- it's actually really interesting. Um, in the fall of 1998 to about the fall of 1999, there is a character known as The Undertaker who, on the show, is an undead wizard. Like, he does magic, he disappears, I'm he, dr- he buries people alive. Sorry, I, thought, I didn't listening. know he did magic. I thought he was just undead and wrestled people. Yeah, well, he. I'm listening. At first, he was literally just undead. He would. He was impervious to harm. He would choke people who put. The, he would literally put them in body bags, which is actually awesome. Um, then, as he grew to this point, I, you know, I, he, for, Sorry, one second. I really just have to believe that professional wrestling marketers are absolutely shit at their jobs. Because I feel like yes, almost every single person I talk to, I could find some way to spin this in which they would want to watch it. Correct. Um, so this undead wizard who is, um, who has recently been in a fight, a longstanding feud with his brother who was severely burned when the undead wizard burned down their house as a child, killing his two parents and severely burning his younger brother. Um, they have recently been an embattled feud, right? And the undertaker was winning it. He was going to go after the championship and is like, I fucking hate Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold Steve Austin's champion. Wait. I'm going to be evil to get the title. Wait, The <laughs> Undertaker and Stone Cold Steve Austin are related? No, no, no. Sorry. The Undertaker has been wrestling Kane, who is his brother. And Kane is also not the same person Kane, as Stone Cold Steve Kane Austin. Kane is not from similarly, the Bible? Kane is a similarly... That's why he's named that. It's spelled K-A-N-E, but it is the reason he is named that is because Wait, of, of the Bible. Kane. You're tricking yeah. us right now. You're what? taking... You're stealing this episode. This is a backdoor. <laughs> I know you're going to do know. a professional episode, soon, but I, you're stealing it I right swear now. there's. All right, yeah, so, so what's, what's the cult point? Because right now it's just, a very, it's just a D&D no, what session happens, what with bullies. What happens is the Undertaker goes evil and starts to dip into his undead wizard powers more and more and starts kidnapping wrestlers and brainwashing them to be a part of his cult. And after he amasses enough, he starts to call them the Ministry of Darkness. Whoa. And they run Brad? they run WWE for like a year. Because they're Brad? just they're threatening Vince McMahon. They're trying to crucify people. They're like hanging dudes. They're giving people blood baths. They're dropping blood from the ceiling onto wrestlers while they're wrestling. I'm not gonna they're lie, just... like 50% of this is clan talk, but you know, whatever. Uh, it's, we'll, it's, we'll it's it's if you could see fine. my face right now, it looks like I'm I'm, I'm at my own tenth birthday party. <laughs> so what? Yeah, I'm not gonna lie because like wait, no, a no. lot of the words that you just used, uh, like oh wait, no, I have written that personally into a D and D campaign. Yeah, wait, so yes. how I can just watch? How do I watch this though? This time period. That's always the tough part. I would be able to find you like compilations of the oh, highlights of it. Boo. 
And that's that's what you would want to watch. You would want to watch all the shit because you'd have to watch like oh, fair. Fair, a fair, million fair, hours fair. of programming to get to like the moments you'd want okay. to get to. Point is, there's well, there's can, a lot yeah. of good stuff waiting for us in that pro wrestling world. The point is, they used a cult in a major yeah. storyline for a year. <laughs> that sounds super cool. <laughs> they would repeatedly say Ministry of Darkness. I think we found where I'm going to start with when I start watching That's my inroad with you guys. That's, yeah, I'm gonna sure. that. I'm yeah. Gonna start for the there. first time, Brian, and let me tell you, it is the first time ever you have sparked my interest in pro you. wrestling. <laughs> How dare you? My interest is sparked every time. I clearly have a sick fascination with watching You're a big old thank dude you very much. beefcakes beat on each other. Um, <laughs> you said it, not me. <laughs> uh, also, going back, Hereditary had a cult. We've already oh, talked yeah. about yeah, that. Yeah, the today. cult of Paymon. Yeah, the cult of Paymon. Um, there is a 2018 film called Apostle. It's on Netflix. Very much a, a cult film. Oh, it is starring Dan Stevens, currently known for being the lead of Legion, which is one of the pseudo Marvel shows on FX. Uh, it's I personally don't think a very good movie, but I thought I'd drop that in. Yeah, why not? We have a yeah, all right. Jug Face in 2013. I fell asleep during it. What seems like a good good reason not to watch it. We have a Red State in 2011, which is that Kevin oh, Smith, Kevin oh, Smith yeah. horror foray, yeah. his first horror. Uh, trek into that it was i don't remember being very impressed by it but it's like a westboro baptist church type of cult mm-hmm. movie um and I, that's i think that's all i i got i think that's pretty much all the big i was really surprised by how few famous cult horror movies there are or cult movies in well general. we're missing uh we're missing one a big one from tv that played with it so well um and really hit a lot of the notes for me and that's true detective I, season one as you were saying and i realized what you were saying that was fucking awesome that was awesome now, you know yeah it's a great story. for anybody who hasn't watched true detective it is like a detective Do story it. you should definitely watch it but there's like a like lot of episodes. like weird elements thrown in like there's possibly a supernatural element there's something about this it's, king in yellow and it's so good. I will say, this is something that y'all might not know. In Lovecraft Mythos, it there's one of these big ideas, which is the king in yellow. Yes. Uh, who is an avatar for Haster, which is one of the Haster, elder gods. Yes. But all that aside, the idea is that there is a play called the king in yellow. Mm-hmm. If you read the play, you manage to find a copy, you go insane by reading it. And there is this whole world... Uh, that actually has a real-world analog, and I'll talk about that afterwards. Sorry. There's this whole world of people, of like different stories that are all about people that are going insane. And at some point in the story, you get a hint of an idea that they have actually read The King in Yellow. In So that, to me, there is this idea where any story in which a character has read The King in Yellow and gone insane from it is technically in this king in yellow mythos and in true detective yeah they talk about the king in yellow who is the murderer and they talk about carcosa like the the Mm -hmm. world that he brought his victims to and when you finally do see the home place of the killer you see all the books and shit everywhere to me is a huge indication that he is just somebody who has read the king in yellow the original play Avid follower, oh, cool. and I think it like absolutely it, yeah. ties into the general King in Yellow mythos, and it's it's so fucking cool. 
it's awesome. Yeah, the uh, the real world analog, and it's it's a looser analog. The more that you kept talking about it, but there is a a book uh, which is famous for being the book after which more people have committed suicide than any others, and it's written by Goethe. It's called The Sorrows of Young Werther, and that's oh, just yeah. weirdly like the epitaph, the the epithet that that book receives. Like this is this is this is what happens when people read this book. Um. So yeah, not not nearly as close of an analog as I thought it was going to be, but a, another no, one of no, those so like that is a very strange association. Yeah, no, it's an interesting thing. I mean, the it's kind of weird because the original book, The King in Yellow, is both like a book and uh, a short stories collection from mm-hmm. the author, something something Chambers. Um, yes, and the first three or four, three to five stories are all very much King in Yellow related and very like horror based. And then the rest of them are just like weird wartime romance dramas. And I'm reading this whole book like okay. and I don't know okay. I don't know how well you know me. I swear to god I like to read as a kid, but now I fucking <laughs> hate reading, dude. I don't know what it is. C H O R E sure. I'm, it's like all of a sudden I'm an American businessman and I'm like, I've got better things to do than read. I don't have anything better to do. <laughs> I clearly don't have anything better to do, but I, I'm fucking reading these stories and I'm just getting madder and madder. But when I'm reading horror, I'm good and I'm happy. So I'm reading Chambers is the King in Yellow and the first few stories like, yeah, this was fucking so awesome. Mm-hmm. And also I'm reading these wartime dramas and I'm like, what is it ever going to get back to why I was here? No, it doesn't. They get longer and longer and more and more boring. And that is why he's forgotten as an author. So... Fair. Well, so no cult there. No. No, no. cult around him. There so. is a cult of Haster that is brought up in Lovecraft, but that is a different thing from his persona as the king in yellow. Mm-hmm. I think they talk about him with tatters, um, the tattered something, and then they call, they say Haster. Um, but in Whisper in Darkness, they literally mention him. I just want you guys to, to realize, like, at this point in the episode, I I, I usually kind of keep track of all the things that I kind of want to gloss in our notes, because we keep pretty extensive notes uh, for each of the episodes when you guys, like, look at them on an iTunes or wherever. Uh, this is going to be an encyclopedia. We have gone through, like, everything. Everything that could possibly be for cults right now. So, we you know, just, it's a good place to start. They're literally machine-gunned names of cults everywhere. We just... Everything that I talked about, at least, is in my notes. So I'll send them to you. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, but yeah. For, let's, you know, let's, for anyone who is interested in this sort of topic, because I know it's an interesting thing right now, um, like hit us up, hit us up on social media, because we obviously the three of us like know a lot. If you're in a cult, reach out to other people uh, yeah, before you reach out to, out to us. Probably. Please. I mean, honestly, like, um, reach out to people like us who will care about. These types of situations is not people who are just trying to glorify. Also true. Correct. I mean, it's the same thing that people do with serial killers. We're just like, oh, serial killers are like so fucking cool. Oh yeah, fuck it. fucking. Ugh. That's that's what. Yeah, I-, I got a real problematic relationship with um, like the the kind of the slew of media that questionably glorifies serial killers right now. Yeah, no, I hear the Ted Bundy tapes have been doing a really bad job of that on Netflix, but I'll watch them so I can report back on it. But um, it's 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 really awful to like make light of very serious situations in that way yeah like i don't know for me there's like there's a difference between a fascination with the macabre and then where it becomes like an indecent um like exploitation yeah you know what i mean yeah sure totally 100 percent. so 
Um, so let's yeah. let's let's wrap this up. What do we what do we think on this? Man, what a chipper calls? note to end on. <laughs> yeah. No, well, we should start and end with it. I think it's only appropriate. <laughs> I this guess is so. a yeah, real sure, problem we got. Yeah, I agree. Um, I am as enthusiastic about our friendship as the first cultist that you see in the 1973 Wicker Man, which is a woman having sex on top of a grave. That's so aggressive. Enthusiastic. That's enthusiastic. Okay. Um, Whether that's a yes or a no, I'll leave that yeah, up to what you the, guys. You didn't answer. You just went, I'm enthusiastic. Final answers are final, so you don't get to come in afterwards. Okay. He heeds, okay, he heeds it, no it, warning. It. He does not that's heed it. that warning. Right, Brian, you uh, on the topic of cults, I will say yes, we are friends. Okay. On the topic of cults, I will also say that we are, in fact, very much friends because I could talk about this shit for the rest of my fucking life. I have, <laughs> Absolutely. I have and so I think much we all more have... to say about real and fictional cults. Like, yeah. I have a feeling that, like, especially next October, we'll be getting into oh, this. Oh, yeah subject oh, again yeah. Pro- probably and i just also wanted to point out that i'm glad that all three of us have a, like a very similar like moral orientation towards uh cults like it's not exploitative it's not like fetishizing but they're like we all have a similar sensitivity about it i'd hope so sure yeah um yeah you... <laughs> before we pop out Jorge, taylor's doing a hard like... lean on his chair of like cool whatever <laughs> I know. The I, there's one I wanted to drop in, Jorge, away. just real quick, and I forgot to throw it in yeah, earlier. I had mentioned it to you before. There's an ancient cult in Greece called the Eleusian Mysteries, uh-huh. um, and it's just famous for that we know that it existed, and they kept such tight ranks that no one knows what their what, what it was about, what they worshipped, but we know that you everyone was it. in it, and no one talked. Yeah, I cannot stress this enough. Taylor and I have a fucking million things we've been wanting to talk about that we keep trying to keep to ourselves. So we stayed in general popular culture and not just go Look, on the longest fucking tirade about old fucking sexist shit that don't matter no more. But if you ever want to listen to that, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> because we know what the people want and they want old sexist shit. Yeah. Sometimes. I like that you had to swallow your tongue to say that. <laughs> just, Old gulp sexist shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Alrighty. I am your recently initiated co-host, Taylor. Yeah, I'm your co-co-host, Brian. And I'm still just Jorge. And we will talk to you all you next You didn't tell them where we could find the cult. Oh, wait. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you can find us on the World Wide Web. Sorry, you all. You have a script in front of your face. <laughs> I do. I do. Um... You can find us all on our Twitter and Instagram, both of which are at sign underscore are we friends, all one word. Or you can find us on the World Wide Web at r-we-friends.com. Uh, reach out to us. We love hearing from you guys. It's been a real treat. Um, and if there's anything else that you guys want us to talk about or you think we didn't cover, give us a reason to make another one of these episodes. We'd love to hear I'd about love it. to make a second cult episode. Oh, yeah. Until then, ta-ta.